Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At the age of 61, Dickerson would rather be behind the mic than on the sidelines. I look at Marv Levy and he's gray and pale and he's tired and he just got a 7-8 and eight record and I'm on his butt and everybody's saying, what are you going to do about this? No, I don't want to coach. I just assume be the guy saying, hey Marv, why don't you try to win a couple? Speaking of the Bills, the coach doesn't like Marv Levy's game plan for the team, and he lets everyone know it. You know that the important thing is to fight back against what Tokyo Rose has got to say, not to prepare for the Colts, and not to worry about a third down defense that is scary in the National Football League. He was an embarrassment to our organization. Marv Levy's tirade on his weekly show means the coach has reached his objective. <laughs> right in the nerve, baby, right in the nerve. <laughs> wow. That's a long time ago, but... And before Chuck and I were uh, were partners, some of that stuff I think he put he put away <laughs> just to not make me nuts. But Chuck Dickerson, an absolute uh, legend in WGR's history. I mean, Rushmore, I think, uh, died at 86. He died three weeks ago. I just found out about it. There was a company email last night. I know, even though it's been a long time, uh, many of you go back to Chuck, and I wanted to remember my experience with him, uh, with you today, and um, maybe you'd like to do the same, remembering him uh, with me and our listeners. 803-0550 is the number. I'm Mike Shope. Bulldog is out today. 4 o'clock, Sal Capaccio from the Combine in Indianapolis, 5 o'clock. Chris Trapasso, CBS Sports, all times Eastern. Here is Joe with us. Hi, Joe. Hi, Mike. You know, two things I seem to remember about Coach and one interaction I want to share. Okay. I remember him on the father, Friday before Father's Day always doing a special show yeah. where he encouraged people to call in and talk about their dads. Yeah. And I remember him always talking about show dogs and how he was into it, like the Westminster Kennel shows. Yeah. And I, I remember those two things. And then I had an interaction where I called in one day, and I disagreed with what Chuck said. He countered. I said something back. Next thing I know, he's yelling at me, you big chicken, look at big man Joe. He ran away, and he's got me on mute. I'm yelling into my phone, <laughs> I'm here. I didn't hang up. And he's laughing. Yeah, big man Joe ran away when he knew I was right. <laughs> Years later, I see him at the Jim Rome thing at the state um, pilot field. Go up to him, I tell him the story. He just looked at me and laughed. He thought it was the funniest interaction. <laughs> yeah. 
No, that's that's right. I I met. Thank you, Joe. I met people who came up to him when I was sitting there too uh, with similar stuff. I mean, I I wouldn't say it was a game to him. I mean, I wouldn't want to put it that lightly, but there definitely was a lot of show business to it. I mean, even listening to that clip, how quick he was, um, made him perfect for for that. It's a question of how far do you want to go, you know, when you're speaking about specific people. And I don't know, like, it's never been my uh, inclination, but there is sort of a courage to it. I'm not saying... You should want to do it necessarily, but you know, he, he was unafraid. I mean, that's really the point. Thank you, Joe. Let's go to Mike next. Hi, Mike. Hey, how you doing? Okay. Hey, first off, I want to take my condolences out to everybody. For, uh, Chuck. I remember you and Chuck when I was running the dealership in the North towns. I'm not going to mention the name, mm-hmm. uh, but you guys, actually, I used to have you a lot. Jim Ball. And, uh, what's that? Jim Ball. Uh, there was, no, the North Town. Okay. Yeah. Okay, sorry. It, yeah. So so, so anyways, uh, I remember talking to you, and I remember talking to Chuck, and, you know, Chuck always had to be right. <laughs> he always had to be right. And I, I what makes what I will remember for the for the rest of my life is when uh, the Bills stopped making the Super Bowls and they started falling apart a little bit. He used to call Marv Casper Milk Toast. Yeah, and that was hilarious. <laughs> I mean that that was freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean if you're in, if you're into that, sure. Yeah. Yeah, but he used to say that all the time. I know. You know? Well, and I, I'm a Marv Levy fan, you know, but I was also a Chuck Dickerson fan. He was fantastic on the radio. He was great. And I've always wondered where the hell he went. What happened, you know? Well, I, I really don't know too much about his life after he left us. We were not, like, in touch after that. Um, we Bulldog and I saw him in Jacksonville at the Super Bowl Two years after he and I worked together, I think it was um, Patriots-Eagles. The first Patriots-Eagles. And, you know, we shared some laughs. He he was working. I I believe he was working for maybe a station down there uh, because he was near us. But we didn't, you know, have dinner or anything like that. We just – it was really cool to see him after a couple of years. I didn't expect to see him again necessarily. So – yeah, that, that was really my only interaction with him, though, after after he left us. Here is Sam next. Hi, Sam. Hey, thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. My Chuck Dickerson memory is uh, the Minneapolis Super Bowl, our second one we went to. And we got there, and it was like minus 20 Fahrenheit, so you had to stay indoors. Thank God I had all these walkways and stuff. But every time you turned on the radio, no matter what station it was, it was his quote talking about the hogs and laughing, big hearty laugh, and uh, and then we got our butts kicked. And we stayed in the University of Minnesota dormitories, and it was like ninety percent Redskin fans. So they were just doing the tomahawk chop song all night long, and uh, we kind of blamed the whole thing on Chuck. But <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, it's no hard feelings. The guy was awesome. Thank you for yeah. uh, giving him some tribute. You're welcome. Thank you. 
I I don't know what I would have felt then about his role in that game, the lead up to that game. The way I remember it, and the way I am now, it's not something I would have cared much about. You know, um, I'm sure I've had, I know I've had lots of different occasions since when it seems to be more of a hockey thing, but motivation, right? Like motivation in professional sports. Does one team want it more? You know, the kind of fluff movie cliche stuff that I just usually dismiss. Because, like, if you are not motivated to play in the Super Bowl, what are we talking about? So, did the outstanding offensive line of the 1999 Washington team reach a higher level? I don't know. I, I When I think of that game, I think of Steve Tasker, who, when I got to know Steve, said once, and I think has said many times, that's the best team he's ever seen, or played against at least, is that 91 Washington team. And like... That sort of was jarring to me at first, but I I defer to him. I, I respect his his perspective on that. Um, I accept it, and uh, I can't. I, I don't. I choose not to believe that they would have been more beatable had Chuck not sort of slandered them. <laughs> but I guess it doesn't really help. Uh, all right, thanks for the call. Let's go to Ray next. Hi, Ray. Hi, Mike. Boy, you two could not have been more opposites. Um, first of all, thank, I have a couple bullet points. That, yep. Thank you for sharing that story about Marv and Chuck. I, I never knew that. I thought it was bitterness to the end. So to hear that, the way you put it, really uh, gives a nice warming, healing, at least perspective from my standpoint. So right. I'm glad to hear that. Thanks. Uh, I, it's funny because I remember I followed you at your, at your old station, and when you had Donna – I can't even think of his name. I don't want to say it wrong. Don, Donahoe. Donahoe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Donahoe and Regeer, and you had Jim Kelly and, and Mike Robitaille. Like, that moderation probably wasn't, wasn't going to work with Chuck. And um, I think at the, it worked out well for you in your career because I think at the time, wasn't Bulldog with um, Tom Barley in the morning and maybe you guys were in the afternoon or evening? And, yep. And I know um, Chuck, really, he, he brought about an edginess that was a change in radio as – Buffalonians, we're coming off of Art Wander. We're, you know, you're entering the field, and and Howard Simon was at night. Just calmness, and then they, you have this edginess that really, uh, unfortunately, attracted a lot of people. It made a lot of people upset, but it also, you know, gained some momentum. And uh, and finally, oh, I, I know the other thing was I remember Chuck always saying on New Year's Eve that was his anniversary. That was something that stood out. Okay. And then finally, no, uh, no lie. A couple weeks ago, I had to explain to my family what the word bippy was. They, nobody's ever heard of the word. I heard that from the coach, you know, 30 years ago, 25 <laughs> years ago, and they're like, "What's a bippy?" And I, <laughs> so I was thinking of him not too far off. So I had to explain that meaning of it. He would always, uh, he would always mention that. But right. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the time. You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, um, for for me, working with him was so different than anything I was used to. I felt like I was kind of a solo artist, and I, I did, but I didn't really know what I was getting into. I just, I, I had, you know, I wanted to go to ESPN at that time in my life. Like, that's what I wanted to do. And I thought this was a pretty good, I knew by taking this job that I would 
get on like on weekends. Like that was already sort of told to me. And so I did a really hard thing leaving NSA. I loved it there. I was very proud of that. The people I got to know and work with, I, w- I really enjoyed it. And I had it kind of easy with the teams because I wasn't Chuck. Like I didn't really have to be, I always look, when I look back on that, I think like, well, I wasn't really as nice as they thought I was, <laughs> but because I wasn't name calling and stuff, like I think I sort of came off as the, the nice guy and I, I don't really, that doesn't really, that's not who I want to be either. You know, I didn't want to be that either. So, all right, let's do this. And then it's to the moon. And within, I, I'm sorry to be talking about myself. I'll end it here. Like within three years, I remember sitting here, I've told this story a lot. It was 2006, five or six. Watch, I'm, I'm hosting ESPN across the hall because I didn't always go there for those shows. It was a Saturday afternoon. I remember talking to J.J. Reddick uh, that day, I think. And I would do a few th- shows over there. Like just point, I'm pointing across the hall as I tell you this. And the guys who worked here were in here watching the Sabres in Philadelphia. It was a Saturday afternoon game. They were good. It was, it was a, like 0506 would have been the season. And it was an important game, and they were good. It was all the fever about the team. And I'm over there hosting a national radio show, and I was jealous. Like I, I wanted to be in this room watching the game with my friends and my coworkers. And I think Mike Greer scored a goal in the final seconds of that game, or the winning goal. And if I remember right, the guys in here, about four or five of them watching the game, just went crazy. And I was like, you know what? I, wanna, I, I don't really need this. And, and that was it. That might have been the last show I ever did. I just, I, I no longer had those aspirations. And I had Bulldog by then. And I was really comfortable working with him. And like, this, I just gotten married. Like, this, this, is, this is good. This is good. And that was 18 years ago. <laughs> right? So 24, carry the, yeah. By the way, I mentioned before, anybody who was a fan of Chuck's who wants to uh, show their respects in the obituary. It says in lieu of flowers, the family is asked that a donation in Chuck's honor be made to orphans of the storm animal shelter in Deerfield, Illinois for information. Call eight, four, seven, three, five, nine, 80, 20 orphans of the storm animal shelter, Deerfield, Illinois, eight, four, seven, three, five, nine, 80, 20. I'll make sure to give you that phone number again before we're done today. All right. Uh, Sal Capaccio coming up in 20 minutes. Mike Shope here. Bulldog is out today. This is WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 